Victoria, thank you for joining. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jerome. It's an honor. I love your podcast so much. Oh, thank you. This is awesome. You know, <laughs> I really appreciate you having you on here. And um, yeah, the talks that we've had previous, you know, I really value your perspective. So this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I feel like uh, we go back and forth pretty well. And you have amazing insights that I really appreciate also whenever I share. So it's a mutual exchange for sure, I feel. So my name is Victoria Aramanda. Right now I'm in Central Texas, um, a little north of Austin. But I do travel quite a bit and explore. Um I'm 20 years old <laughs> and and uh, right now in my journey, I have a deep focus on um, inner child work, breath work, fasting, healing modalities of the body, the mind, and the spirit kind of interconnected like that. Which would you say first impacted your life? Mm. I'd say, because um, I've experimented with quite a bit, I'd say uh, the breath work has definitely impacted me um, the most profoundly to the point where I can say, like, before, I can see the clear difference from before I started doing breath work and afterwards of just a deeper awareness just throughout my day, a deeper mindfulness in all that I'm doing and the connections I share. And also um a deeper resilience like breathwork has kind of become like my anchor that i can always go back to to become centered and grounded again whenever i kind of lose my way if you will it's really interesting because when you look at your page and you see yourself breathing like do a lot of people come to you asking questions like what kind of breath work is that and and what is that working like what are you doing out there (laughs) (laughs) honestly Honestly, not much. People people kind of let me do my thing. Uh, and whenever it is invited, it's always like a very organic conversation, typically of people who are kind of already on that path and ready to receive. Like I haven't really gotten many people that are skeptical or like, what are you doing? If anything, that's actually the people that know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the strangers are very welcoming and just intrigued. But usually... Um, I, I I did a good job, I'd say, whenever I first started practicing of like sharing it on my social media and just basically anyone who would listen because it really it positively impacted me. So I feel like um, mm-hmm. since then, it's kind of been like people think of me, they think of breath work. <laughs> yeah, they're synonymous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always been kind of like on my own wave of sorts doing random things <laughs> in all types of ways so it's kind of just like uh what's victoria up to now like just her being her mm-hmm. i've always kind of been like uh definitely the black sheep of my family but with friends too they're like not really surprised at anything i do mm-hmm. so you're used to it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely when I look at you and the the people that follow you, all the people that follow you, and then also you see the number of people that you follow, you get a sense that you're very focused, you know, like you're not about 
having your attention split into all sorts of different places you're you're definitely about like okay very intentional of who you follow who you listen to and the information that you consume mm. and intention is key i feel like um you and a lot of your listeners probably would agree that just um it's important for us to guard our subconscious mind and with things like social media you know the algorithms are just programmed for us to consume as much as possible so I try and do my best of minimizing that and then also with the information that I am consuming I want it to be something that's nourishing me and inspiring me motivating me um, not making me feel like I'm not doing enough you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's so important you know it's like everything is food and food is information you know in every form and fashion so it's it's really important to be selective about you know what's on your plate so to speak you know if it's yeah going yeah in. they call it they call it the feed that you're scrolling through the feed right. is another is <laughs> another form of intentional eating i guess <laughs> right wow that wow i just had to let that marinate for a second <laughs> They call it the feed. Come on now. Jeez. <laughs> the truth. The truth is hidden in plain light. It's right there in front of your face. <laughs> so true. <laughs> there was something that I saw on your page that really struck me. It was like on self-confidence and confiding mm-hmm. in self. Mm-hmm. And you remember mm-hmm. where you where you posed the question, like, why would you confide in a stranger? Right. Yeah. Why? Uh, what gave you that? What? How did you receive that download? Where did that come from? <laughs> um. So it's funny. I feel like all of the all of the downloads that I've kind of like channeled onto my Instagram. There was like this period of time where I was kind of like in a in a low low type of wave if you will and uh just uh navigating a lot of emotions in a more mindful way because I had breath work as a tool which I had never had before and I just realized like um I was getting more awareness about the relationship I had with myself and how I kind of avoided myself in times of stress and I just got to be able to have a safety and become curious about why I do that because breathwork gave me the feeling of like I'm safe in my body so Mm -hmm. I'm able to be curious rather than defensive Mm. and I was just kind of wondering like why why do I always like try and get away from myself by numbing via food or entertainment or calling someone that I know will just distract me in some form or fashion and it's like well because really like I don't even know myself like that I felt like I had become so distant and so um repressed suppressed I guess from expressing myself so it was like that was just kind of the standard for a long time and it just made a lot of sense whenever I was toying with that like why I don't feel comfortable in confiding in myself. And then I was like, oh, confidence. <laughs> it's like, just, I'm, always, I'm always toying with etymology and wondering about like the spelling <laughs> that we mm-hmm. use to mm-hmm. describe our reality. But yeah. 
whenever I relax into a receptive space, we're always, um, I'd say, like, pushing out information with our thoughts. And I guess just taking time to slow down. Yeah. Uh, like, I find, I find it comes after, like, I've done a good amount of breath work. I've stretched my body, and then I'm just on a walk. Mm-hmm. And just pondering about life and my experiences and things come through that I'm currently like working through and then I'll share it. And sometimes it resonates with other people. And I always think that's really cool because it makes me feel like, you know, we're just all connected. And I definitely don't feel like like it's me thinking of it. It kind of just like pops into my head and then flows out. And there's plenty of things that like I'll write down in my notes and then I'll look back and I'm like, that makes no sense. (laughs) 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 Sometimes it does. So in the moment, it made sense? Oh, yeah. In the moment, I think I'm a genius. Like, I think something <laughs> just came through and it's like life changing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's funny, too, because, you know, the breath is always in the moment. Always. You know? And the body is always in the moment. Mm-hmm. And fear has no place in the present moment, you know. Right. So these things that come in that space that you allow by making space and creating more space internally with your breath, um, I just think is fantastic, you know, especially at your age, you know. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I I love that saying, um, no void goes unfilled. So it's like, if something's not satisfying us or it doesn't feel good, then you can kind of like, be intentional to let it go and make space and you don't have to like go searching for what's to come you don't have to like desperately try and think like oh I need inspiration of some sort or I need something to like post on Instagram it's kind of just like you make the space you make the emptiness and something will come that matches whatever vibration you're emitting at the moment I've battled so so many times with do I read this book or do I look up this video? Do I get this information Me too. Or, or do I just sit right in silence? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've, you've had that uh, as well with that back yes. and forth that day. Yes. All the time. <laughs> Still, it's not like I've had it. Like I've uh, that. Yeah. Earlier this morning, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's still a thing for me, but I'm always like, I'm always grateful. I think sometimes, you know, it's a balance because sometimes mm-hmm. like something will really resonate with me and then I take that into my silence and it just like, it's like a compound effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you do it, you, you're balanced in the way that whatever comes in, you take that and then you allow it space to, to integrate into your system before you let it digest before consuming more. Yes, yes. I I try to, at the very least, especially when something strikes a chord in me, whether that's good or bad, like, depending on how it feels in my body, usually I want to try and make the space to see what's there. Because whenever things like really resonate with us, there's usually a reason. (laughs) Earlier, you talked about also, you know, moving your body and moving that energy and, you know, stretching. And we always talk about how a flexible body is a flexible mind. And mm-hmm. I know that you do a lot of uh, asanas as well with your yoga. I've seen you on the monkey bars, you know, <laughs> and playing, you know, just playing again and, and going back to that inner child. How do you feel like 
being more open with your body has opened you up to other possibilities in life. Mm. That's you always ask the best questions. Um, let, <laughs> let me sit with that one for just a few seconds. Um, I, I think like just what you said, a flexible body is a flexible mind. Um, and just there's there's certain energies that maybe we didn't get to express as as children, you know, like whenever you get sent to school and you your body says like, I want to run around and they're like, nope, you got to sit down. Recess is in two hours and mm-hmm. it just gets stored and stored and all this like restless energy that kind of like I, I feel like sometimes prevents me from sitting with myself so movement is just the best way sometimes to channel it out and and I feel like it also like helps me develop my mindset whenever like I'm working with my physical body so like for the asanas for example I used to be in cheerleading and the focus was always on what it looks like like you want to have the perfect splits you want to have the prettiest of postures and whatnot versus yoga and mindfulness says how does it feel in your body what are the sensations and like literally like breathing life into these muscles that you don't usually use all the time and so I feel like that translates nicely into I'm focused less on what do how do other people see me versus how do I feel about myself right now mm-hmm. and like what's wrong with my body so less judgment on the outside and more awareness on the inside exactly yeah would you say that you have a favorite or a posture or form of movement that you are fond of um really just just stretching i i don't follow necessarily uh, like yoga sequences I do enjoy it whenever I have a guide but usually whenever I'm alone I find myself just stretching deeply for long periods of time in like splits and in my back and just in all the areas where I want to feel like more openness um, so it'd be a similar practice to yin yoga where it's just like extended time sitting in a posture it's a meditation of sorts I feel One thing that I know you do a lot as well is you're constantly getting yourself out into nature. Um, <laughs> have you always been this way as as a youngster, or did you did you develop this later on? Um, I whenever I was whenever I was really young, like like let's say like like ten and below, I always loved being outside. I grew up in Florida, so hot, humid, sunny. That was the vibe. I just loved playing in the dirt. I loved climbing trees. That was the vibe. And then I kind of stopped for a while because I got busy with other things and I just wasn't as as concerned with it. And then once I got into, you know, spirituality and mindfulness and vibrations and all this stuff, like it just made sense. I want to be outside. I want to be like the trees and just kind of like in a more receptive space because we can learn so much from nature and you don't feel judged you just get that sense of acceptance you know one of my favorite things is going into the ocean and you know just letting your belly out you breathe you just and you just know you know the ocean loves you no matter what right (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Some people have even coined the term uh, ocean therapy. <laughs> oh, yes. Such a thing. Oh, my gosh. There's something that you put on your page, and I love this, but I'd love for you to tell us what this means. Okay. The multifaceted creatrix. Oh, yes. So, I mean, a creatrix, I, I want to say the definition is loosely just a female creator and multifaceted. I, I create in so many different ways. I'm crafty. I, I paint. I make necklaces. I make natural care products. I write. I'm a poet. I just like to express myself and create things into form. And I do that in lots of different ways. So multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Were, was there ever <laughs> moments in your life where maybe you were forced into situations that were more left-brained and you, you didn't feel like you fit in there? Or how did you find that you were, you were right-brained or more on your creative side? Mm. Yeah, so I feel like the house that I was raised in was a very emotionally phobic house um my expression if it wasn't stoic or you know calm cool collected logical made sense um then it wasn't praised if I was emotional or reactive then I would kind of get sent to my room or ostracized or I would just have to navigate it alone so I kind of repressed that for a long time and I was super logical I I thrived in like very very left brain fields of debate and math and Mm. just things like that that's what uh lit me up because that's kind of how I got validation as a child that's what was praised so stepping into the more right brain I feel like it's actually kind of funny that a lot of the things I do, I still kind of have a left brain approach to creating. <laughs> um, I do I do realistic oil paintings and it's very like I'm very focused on the technique of things and uh, the strategy and the steps and the, <laughs> the logic of it. But mm-hmm. I do find that whenever I apply my left brain to creating things, um, um, I, I allow myself a little more to surrender into the right brain of just also, you know, seeing what flows and working yeah. with the problems that come up. Yeah. When it comes to painting, uh, would you say that oil is your favorite medium? Oil and spray paint has been the ones that stuck with me. I actually got into oil painting whenever I was I was 15 because my dad and I started painting along with Bob Ross <laughs> so mm. so that's how I learned like how to use the oil paints and then I've just always loved them because you you can't really mess up because they take so long to dry so if you don't like it you can just wipe it off try again okay okay so it gives you that leniency where you you have a certain amount of forgiveness when it comes to your <laughs> yeah oil lots of forgiveness and then spray paint just because like I've always kind of been like a little rebel. I was always doing graffiti and random things whenever I was younger. So just to keep that spark alive. (laughs) What sort of things really inspire you when it comes to the paintings that Mm. you do? It's hard for me to put uh, a point on it, but just like 
the the colors and the expressions and just beautiful or unique looking faces like they don't even have to be beautiful but if they just look like like a face that I could look at forever and it really lights me up then I'll then I'll go with it there was actually um one of my more recent paintings was this girl who's like she was like smoking uh, a joint and she had like, mm-hmm. the, just the most bizarre look on her face I saw it on Instagram and immediately I knew I had to paint it and I just like wow. I just DM'd her like hey <laughs> I don't know if this is weird but I'd really like to paint you and she was totally cool about it and yeah it's just um it really has to like put a fire under me whenever I see it and if it's there it's there wow wow I felt the passion as you were describing that you know that's like <laughs> That's what the greats do. It's they see things that other people don't see, you know, and you reaching out to someone saying, you know, I just have to paint you, you know, <laughs> like I just something within me is just screaming right now. That's awesome. You know? Thank you. <laughs> we were having a discussion one time on like superpowers and these abilities that we have within us, but um, don't come, I guess, as readily today as they used to. And one of the ones that you said would be fascinating is levitation. Why would you say levitation, Victoria? Mm. I'd say just because there's been dreams that I've had or situations where I'm like underwater and just that feeling of weightlessness, like true just Mm. light. It's something so pleasurable. It's <laughs> something so so simple. Who who wouldn't want to levitate, you know, like to just feel like uh buoyant buoyancy and a connection with the air around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen The Last Airbender? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so would that be your bending? Would you be an airbender or what? Uh See, it'd be it'd be air fire for me because um I'm 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 very fiery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're an Aries. I am. Right. So you do have that fire, and you utilize that fire, you know, in your different passions and pursuits. But you also, I feel, have very air nomad qualities with your traveling, and just with your carefree beingness, and you know, also your philosophy is very you know, very airy, you know, sometimes. (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. I commend you for being able to come out of a very left-brained environment and be so creative and embrace yourself in so many ways and trust yourself, your intuition and your, you know, your ability to bring things to life in the way that you do. Thank you so much for for seeing that. I feel like sometimes I don't see myself very clearly. And uh, yeah, that's very nice to hear. (laughs) I think uh, I I always like because I spent so much time alone, I really did cultivate a sense of like home within myself. And that's something that I've always come back to where I just feel like I can do whatever I feel like doing. (laughs) Mm hmm. What developed your fascination with metaphysics? Mm. So quite honestly, I so the first time I took psychedelics, LSD, mm-hmm. I was I had just turned 13. And mm-hmm. 
that was kind of my drug of choice as I dabbled all the way up until I was 18, 19. Um, and just a lot of experiences on, on a lot of psychedelics. I feel like mm-hmm. it's hard not to question the basis of reality and right. kind of like forcing myself. Now Now I can reach sensitive states just through the breath, but way back when, like forcing myself into very sensitive places where like, my auditory hallucinations were like so crazy that I couldn't hear what someone was talking to me, but I could feel the energy of what they were saying mm. and respond. And like, I feel like that just really like sparked something in me. Like there's so much more than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know and study like, what is that? <laughs> so say that again, you couldn't hear, but you could feel. Yeah. So like, <laughs> So sometimes uh, whenever I would be like on higher doses and I would be with a friend or I would bump into someone and they would speak to me, it would sound like like just crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I would be able to feel like I would be able to feel what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest thing. <laughs> But you knew what they were saying? Yeah, yeah. And I could respond, like, very stoically. <laughs> wow. Wow. How do you explain that? Synesthesia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'd say, a, a common side effect of psychedelics where, you know, like, you were actually, you were actually talking about synesthesia in one of our chats earlier, like, like smelling sounds and mm-hmm. feeling like with my body <laughs> the, right the, the words and and like hearing hearing colors yeah you know? yeah uh-huh it's it's amazing the things that our senses are able to pick up in so many unique ways yeah you know? it really is it really is and i truly believe that you know like in in the state of a baby it's just pure intuition like every cell of their body is seeing smelling tasting feeling all of it Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're tapping back into all those senses today like you're just continuing to maintain that and sustain that in your own way um slowly but surely some days i feel like wow i'm very sensitive today and I can kind of pick up on just little nuances whenever I connect with other people. And then other days, it's like I'm kind of zapped back out um, more in a survival state. It it comes in waves for me uh, just because mm. it takes, you know, after so many years of our nervous system being in one state, I feel like it would make sense that it's going to take a couple, a good amount of years to get back to a place of sensitivity. You know, you talked about how with psychedelics, you were able to explore so much. But then when it came to breath work, you reached a level or a feeling that was so much more just like leagues above anything when you weren't sober. Can you speak on how you felt and how maybe if there were any moments you can remember where you were like, wow, this is the real high? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd say, um, so tapping into the breath work, whenever I first started, 
um, I went super hard. I did like at least an hour a day every day for like a week. And then I stopped and I felt the clear difference of all the subtleties throughout the day. I was just, whenever I didn't do the breath work, I was more irritable, more anxious, just on edge in so many ways. And I realized, you know, that's how I've been living for years <laughs> until mm. like a week ago when I started doing the breath work. So I stuck with it. And the more you breathe, the less you want to eat because it feels better to breathe and you're empty. It's like super pleasurable. So I was fasting and I was doing breath work and I reached this place where I just remember this one specific day and it's still it's it still like stands out to me so clearly where I was on a walk and I was very sensitive. I felt like like every cell in my body was like on just in, a, in an awareness mode of like I was feeling the wind I was communing with the plants as I walked by like I felt like like the nature was like flirting with me like telling me like mm -hmm. go on get it girl like you're on the right track <laughs> and um and it was it was what they call like I feel like I experienced like just a couple minutes of what they call like like pure passenger consciousness where my mind oh. was just watching everything that was going on and not thinking about anything, not doing anything. And my body just knew where to go. My body was wow. moving and it was functioning exactly how it needed to do. And I was just kind of watching it happen. And it was like just pure bliss. Um, and I feel like that was just kind of a glimpse. I've, I've heard other people's stories where they kind of have that state for weeks or months at a time or states that kind of go beyond that, if you will. And I would just say comparing it to psychedelics is like, psychedelics give you like what they call they say like the out of body experience um mm. where you just like you feel like your mind is so expanded and yada 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 versus breath work brings you deep deep into your body and mm. as as a lot of people know that study metaphysics and spirituality the subconscious the body is so powerful it's like yeah. Literally, our bodies are made up of every single material in the universe. So it's silly to think like it's just this meat suit of sorts. Right. Um, so tapping into that was it was really profound for me. And since then, it's kind of like. Like, there's nothing that I want to do more than that. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Do you ever wish that other people could feel that? Uh, definitely <laughs> definitely because I because I had a couple aha moments where I just realized you know like whenever my body is pure this is just how it feels naturally like I don't have to do anything I don't have to take anything external I'm just breathing and not eating <laughs> and enjoying my day and feeling amazing um and I understand like I had never experienced that before and there's people in their 40s 50s people that die and never experience that true like sobriety right right you know we know there's a saying in Taoism that in non-doing nothing is left undone yes you know and so just hearing your account of what happened to you that you were able to completely become the observer mm. and that you elevated beyond the physical by going internal you know mm. with the breath so that's that's tremendous 
you know gee <laughs> <laughs> and it's right here with us it's always been here yeah that's kind of know? the funny part that really like kicked me uh in a sense is like I did all these drugs and had all these experiences and then the most profound thing to me was breathing <laughs> mm-hmm when it comes to like inner child work, mm-hmm. what is something that you feel people under underestimate about inner child work? Something I'd say, I'd say the thing that I want to speak on about inner child work is just that the constant mind chatter that most people have is the internalized voice of our caregivers, like whatever we heard growing up that's going to be what we tell ourselves and the tone and which we speak to ourselves and we know how powerful the mind is you know what you think is what you become and that's just Mm -hmm. period it makes sense and so inner child work is just about becoming your own mother becoming your own father and giving yourself Mm -hmm. the things that you needed and did not receive and there's a lot of trial and error in that just because it's really hard to be be a a nurturing mother to yourself um if you don't know what that looks like and you don't know what that feels like and it's just Mm. uncomfortable territory um yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i'd say i'd say people underestimate it because just by changing the way you speak to yourself and the way you see yourself you can change every single thing in your life you know the people that i that i speak to most often about this type of stuff are typically like late 20s to mid 30s that's like the like the type of people that i find myself connecting with on social media and like really vibing with and but just the same there there's a good amount of people uh, my age that are doing the work and that are aware of like healing trauma and nurturing the inner child and all those fun things um, there's even a couple like uh, there's there's actually a 16 year old I know who's like on the breatharian wave and urine therapy wave wow. and he he's 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 something else so you know I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I feel like um, the older generation is kind of like leading the way and really inspiring people my age that we can do it because these are people who are like in their 30s who had like 20 plus years of conditioning and still saying like, you know what, like I can change my life. I can heal my body mm-hmm. and I can cultivate like this energy and become sensitive again. So people my age that have kind of been discouraged maybe feel that like, OK, well, they're trying to do it so I can try and do it, too. And it's a mm-hmm. very safe space and welcoming space. So I feel like more, yeah. more and more um, people my age will, will start joining. But as far as like the people I've connected with, it's more so a little older than me. Just a little. Mm-hmm. So would you say that the future is looking bright in that aspect for the oh, next generation? So bright. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say that. Especially just people becoming... Um, more attentive to nurturing their inner worlds because um, I just feel like if we can do that, then we can be better parents. And then it just keeps on uh, compounding. Yeah. 
and keeps on trickling and rippling. Yeah. You know, we never we never know how far these ripples that will go when we uh, have this profound impact on our own lives. You never know whose lives you are affecting. Yes, and that's that's so true. And that's kind of something that really inspires me. Oh, and something that like whenever I want to do like or whenever I'm practicing inner child work is like I just think of like well like what would I want to give like my daughter or my son in this moment if they were feeling this way or if they were speaking this way to themselves and then moving from that space to kind of like really make that quantum leap of like healing Mm -hmm. healing generations you know that's how it's done Mm -hmm. oh so that's a great one so asking yourself the question of what would I say to my son or daughter yeah yeah because sometimes like I feel like it's easier to give more compassion to something that we perceive as external versus ourselves (laughs) Mm -hmm. very true Victoria, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I feel like you and I could just go back and forth about a million different topics and you always ask the best questions. We can and I'm sure that we will again. You know, if you'd like to come back on again, I'm sure there's so many topics that we can continue to cover. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I just once again really appreciate the way that you think and the way that you feel. You know, because, you know, it, this is all off the dome. This, none of this is scripted. It's just coming from your heart, you know, and I just enjoy the way that you put things together. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. I feel uh, the same way to you. I feel like you're just extremely, like, quick-witted and know exactly where to lead the conversation. So it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm.